Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Franklin Francisco podcast. I've been away for a couple of weeks, uh, just handling some stuff, and it gave me some time to think about the subject that I wanted to talk about today. And that subject is the price of admission. And what I mean by that is, what is it that we're willing to do to get to that next tier, to that next level? And what are some of the things that we have to give up or essentially struggle with to find that next gear that we have in that next level? So for somebody like me, I tend to be a little bit overambitious a lot. I've been that way since I was a kid, 11 years old, bagging groceries in a little corner, you know, spot, working on tips alone. I've always been a go-getter, but I've been lazy at the same time. And what I mean by that is, is when I'm focused on something, sometimes I deviate from all the other stuff that I have to get done and do in order for me to focus on that one task. Sometimes my brain runs faster than the actions that I can actually perform. And, and that can trip me up sometimes. And a lot of folks out here, they want to make it. They don't just want to make it for their own purposes. They want to make it to be millionaires. They want to live in the house. They want to live the dreams. Success is, is all relative. It, you know, it all depends on what your level of success is. Everybody's not going to be the same as everybody else. But what lines are you willing to cross to get where you need to be? There's some folks out there that cut your throat just to step over you to move to that next level. And then when they get to that next level, it's not cracked up what they think it's going to be. The grass ain't always greener. Sometimes the stress levels raise up tenfold based on your success level. It's not always guaranteed that you move to that next level and everything's going to be okay. It doesn't work that way. And sometimes my over over ambitiousness can get me in trouble because it, it tends to run me down a little bit. It tends to beat me down. It tends to cause me to be depressed a little bit because I'm not reaching those levels that in my head I know I should be at or I should be at a certain point and I'm not there. Nobody puts more pressure on somebody than themselves. And, and this has been a proven fact over and over again. But a lot of people don't understand about me is, is I'm willing to go an extra mile for certain things that I feel I need to go. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know is, is when I first moved down to the Carolinas, I left my family in Ohio because of the job that I had, had to leave them. What people don't realize is I had to literally sleep in my, I had a, a rendezvous at the time. Mind you, <laughs> rendezvous is not that big of a, a vehicle. So for three months, while I was adjusting to looking for a house for my family, while I was working a full-time job, driving home every Friday to back to Ohio, which is eight hours there, spending the night, one night there, and then leaving Sunday to get back to work on Monday. While I was down there doing my training for my job, I slept at a gas station every day. Stepped in my, in my car, in a gas station, used to shower at the gas station. I would eat at the gas station. It would be so hot when I came down, it was in, in May. It would be so hot in June and July while I was down here by myself. I literally had to stay in the theater for three hours 
when Avengers Endgame came out in that theater for three hours just to avoid the heat from having to sleep outside in the vehicle. But that was my ambition. It was my goal to do whatever I needed to do to move my family and get my family into a better situation. And that hurt more than anything because I wasn't around people I wanted to be around with. I had to, I had to give up comfortability. And I think a lot of people are not willing to give up that comfortability to reach a certain point in their careers or reach a certain point in, in, as a business owner. It's like somebody that opens a restaurant. If you open up a restaurant, you're going to be putting 90 hours a week in. There's no, let's open a restaurant and somebody else can handle it. You need to be there. Okay. You need to be hands-on. The same thing with anything else. I spent those three months working, saving money, still paying the more the, the rent back in Ohio, still making car payments while living out of my car. Do you, people don't understand when I say that I've been through it. People don't understand that. Wash my clothes, get changed in my car, sleep in my car, having to deal with that heat. You can't run the car because you're going to kill the, the, the gas. It gets extremely hot in there. So I has to, used to have to sit inside of the gas station just to cool off for a couple hours before I would go back out to the car to go back to sleep. And I would park next to these big trucks because, you know, that, those were the spaces that were available. You had the side of the trucks where the trailers actually parked, where the trucks were the trailers. And then you had the ones where there was just the trailers with no, um, with no backing on it. And I would park in that area over there. And everybody at the gas station knew me already because they know, you know, they see me every morning, walk in, you know, ask for the shower key, go take a shower, come out dressed to the, to the nines with the, the shirt and tie and head off to work. And it was the routine like that for three months. But the entire time, my goal was to reach a new level that I haven't in my career before. And by me doing that and me putting that time in and that work, I was able to do that. But at the same time, it took a toll. It took a mental toll. It took a physical toll. And when I say it took a physical toll, I'm a big guy. You know, I have sleep apnea, so I have a CPAP that I, that I sleep with. So for three months, I didn't have my CPAP. I couldn't sleep with it because there was nowhere to plug it in. There was just nowhere. I tried getting one of those portable battery packs and it lasted three hours and it just wasn't going to work. So I gave up a lot of my, so I took chances to, to get where I am. So this is what I'm trying to tell people is what's your price of admission? What, what are you willing to pay? And I don't mean money. I mean, what are you willing to pay when it comes to reaching that next level? You physical, mental health, physical health, friends, family, what are you willing to, to give up for that? Some folks cut entire family lines off to get where they are. Or once they get where they are, they forget about who they are. They forget about where they come from. They forget about their family, friends. But sometimes you have to cut that off because then you can't reach those next level. I want people to understand something. Family and money, nine out of 10 times, do not mix. They just don't. You start getting money, Everybody comes out of the woodwork. You did it on your own. But once you did it, all of a sudden, everybody wants to be part of your life again. Everybody wants to be involved in what you're doing. Everybody wants to push for you. But you have those people that have been there since day one, that are still there since day one. But they're making their own, their, their own way. They're doing things to get where they need to be. So they know what their price of admission is. 
They know what they have to pay to get where they need to be. Are you willing to do that? And I think some people just don't have that kind of strength. Like, and I don't mean like strength where you need to, you know, pick stuff up. This is strength that comes from inside. This is strength to keep pushing forward. Sometimes we, we slow ourselves down uh, when we get in these funks and it can be tough because you, you still, you still have that, that drive. You still have that want to get where you are, but the problem comes in at is that when it starts catching up to you, man, it can drain you. It can, uh, it can bring you down. It can, it puts you in a depression state because you're worried about why is this not working? Why is that not working? But you don't ever quit. You don't ever quit. You keep going and you keep pushing. You keep doing the things you wanted to do. My goal this year was to make 52 episodes. That was one episode per week. That didn't happen. This is episode 31. I'm hoping to close the year out with 35 episodes for the year, which is not bad, which is not bad for my first year, especially having to balance the, the work life that I have with the family and the kids and the job and this that I'm trying to pursue. It's never easy. So my price of admission is it's always going to take a toll on me once in a while. Sometimes I have to remind myself to slow down and, you know, step back and breathe. And it's hard. It's hard because you, you have so many, and you have so many goals that you want to reach. You have so many new heights that you want to get to. And we don't rely on other people. I wasn't raised really to rely on anybody. You know, I wasn't raised to rely on other people helping me out. And when you start building those relationships and you see who your real friends are, who your real friends aren't, and you, you, you see who you can rely on, who you, who you can't rely on. What people don't understand is at the end of the day, man, you can't rely on anybody but yourself. <laughs> at the end of the day, people are going to do whatever they need to do for themselves. If it's going to be between you and them, they're going to pick themselves. They're not going to pick you unless that person is your, your significant other, your wife or your kids. You know what I mean? I'll go to prison, you know, protecting my family. That, that's not without a question. But if it's between me and somebody else, I'm going to pick me 100% of the time. That's just the way it is. It's not about me being self-righteous. It's not my about me being conceited. It's survival mode. It's that fight or flight trigger that we have. You have to figure it out. What, what, are, you, what are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go to get to, to where you want to be? I mean, there's so much grimy stuff that goes on, man. People stepping all over each other. People, you know, trying to dig knives in other people's back. People trying to, you know, bury other people. It, it's a game that needs to stop. I mean, but it's never going to stop. It's been, it's, just, it's been like this since forever in a day. It doesn't matter whether you're in podcasting, you're a musician, you're, you know, you're an actor, you're a director. Man, grimy stuff happens all the time. Grammy, the Grammy stuff happens all the time. And then my biggest issue is where, where I feel like I, I'm kind of in between, man. And, and, and I still struggle with this because I'm not dark enough to be embraced by the black community. <laughs> and then I'm not light enough to be embraced by the Hispanic community because colorism is still a big deal in Hispanic culture. And in, in most of these places, if you're dark, they look at you like you're not on that level because of the way, uh, you know, the Hispanics were, were brought up. 
that the European features were the right features. So to this day, you still have those colorism problems in the, in the Hispanic and Latino communities. And then the black communities don't even, <laughs> like, they don't even embrace dark-skinned Hispanics. They don't even embrace Hispanics that have dark color because they don't look at us as the same. Even though we have the same background, we have African ancestry, and especially people of darker skin tone. There's no way you don't. Now you have Hispanics that are don't have any African ancestry. Uh, they just all they're all European. All their features are European. It's all European. They don't have any African ancestry in them. But for somebody like me, yes, I have African background. Yes, I have like a Taino Indian background. I have European background. Okay, but the problem is, is that it's like I'm caught somewhere in the middle, and it gets difficult. Because you want to be embraced by everybody. So who do I feed into? I mean, who, who, I don't want to have to pick sides. I don't want to have to say, uh, you know, that I'm just going to stick to this community and try to be embraced by this community. Or I'm going to say, I'm going to try to be embraced by this community. I don't want to do that. I want to be embraced by everybody. I want everybody not to see that either I'm not black enough or I'm not light enough, but I'm me. I'm Francisco. That's what I want people to see. I want them to see somebody who has a drive, who's willing to go that extra step, who's willing to bring you good content, who's willing to be open and honest with you folks. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't have honesty like that. They don't want to talk about things. They want to put on a front and a show for you. I don't have time for that. My filter is gone. My filter is, I don't have time for the filter when it comes to talking to my audience. People want to hear truths. They don't want to hear BS spewing out of the mouth. But where do I go? Where, where is my medium at? That, that's the question that I have. I'm not dark enough to be embraced by the, the black community. I'm not light enough to be embraced by a lot of the Hispanic community. If you look at Uni, uh, uh, Univision, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, the uh, Telemundo, all that. If you see those faces on there, 90% of those faces are light-skinned. Just because they speak Spanish don't mean anything. I know people... Darker than me, black as night, cold, that speak Spanish, they're Hispanic. But you'll never see them on TV like that, not in the, the, the Latino community, not the Hispanic community, because colorism is a problem. And then in the black community, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> considered black. So I'm not embraced by the black community, even though we have African roots, which is crazy to me. It's a cultural thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I grew up in the hood, I grew up around Hispanics, I grew up around Blacks, I grew up around Asians, I grew up around everything. Jews, I grew up around everything. I've, I've been around, I grew up in a melting pot. But it's like, we can't embrace, we can't just embrace people. It has to be, there's a segregation that goes on when it comes to this stuff. So what's your price of admission? What are you willing to pay to get in one, one section or the other section? And if my price of admission is having to choose between one community or the other, then I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to pay that ticket because I don't feel like I have to choose sides. Why should I? Six billion people on the planet shouldn't have to choose sides, man. We should be able to be embraced based off the stuff that we offer as human beings, the stuff that we offer as people. It should be based off how dark my skin is or how light my skin is. But the reality of the situation is it's been like that forever and it's going to be like that forever. 
So my job is to try to break that, help try to break that mold, bring you the best content that I can bring you and then move forward that way. I mean, that's the only way that I can go. I'm not willing to get boxed into a corner and have to choose because I can do podcasts in Spanish. I speak the language. I was raised to speak the language. But why do I want to cater just to one group? But when I grew up around, I grew up around all cultures, all colors. You know, people want to do Spanish podcasts because it fits a niche for them. I don't care about the niche when it comes to that. Language shouldn't be an issue. I'm not catering just to one to one faction. I'm, I'm trying to get in, embrace everyone. If I have a, a, a person who is coming on a show that has a rough time speaking English, then we'll do the podcast in Spanish and I'll translate it to English if I have to. I'm always willing to, to do what's necessary to make my guests feel comfortable on the show. But it's gotten to a point now where I am trying to take this thing a next step further, working on some things, trying to evolve. You have to evolve in this game because people get tired of you real quick, man. If you, it, they will. People get tired. You have to reinvent yourself every so often. You know, this is only I haven't even hit my year yet. And I'm already thinking long term. I'm already thinking ahead on some of the things I need to do to change things up. I haven't even been promoting this, honestly. I haven't. I haven't been promoting my podcast. I haven't put money into this thing. I've just been on the mic talking to you guys and posting on every social media platform that I can think to be able to follow me before I even do that. You always have to invest in yourself. So I'm trying to do that. But I, you can burn out really, really fast and really, really quick. It's the end of the year, holiday season. Things slow down. Even at my, my nine to five, things can slow down. But you can burn out really easy if you allow that pressure to build people don't realize the holiday season the holiday season has the most suicides in the country ever in, in just period holiday season gives you the most suicides people unlive themselves during the holiday season because that depression mounts and they don't know how to handle that and it happens to everybody depression can set in like that it's quick. You can wake up, go to bed one day feeling good. The next day you get up, it's like a haze over you. You don't know what's going on. You're groggy. You're not focusing correctly. You're moving. You're sluggish. It's like a weight that you can't get off. And some people like to do things to help them through it. Like me, like if I, if I start getting depressed, you start seeing stuff, art, artsy stuff, like on my IG, I, you know, I took a lot of the gifts and created little pictures with the gifts and stuff. That's how a way for me to help me get through that little funk that I'm in when I start getting creative that way. You know, and that all ties back to, you know, when my dad passed when I was 11, put me in a state where the only time I was ever to be creative is when my when I'm in a depressive state, which is it's crazy to me. But that's when I seem to focus the most. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good to be that way sometimes, but it tends to happen. But. I'm learning that my price of admission is, is sometimes I have to deal with some of the things that I have to deal with like this, like having to deal with being a little down on myself. 
you know, everybody says, oh, keep pushing forward and, you know, never stop. And, you know, you're doing fine. And, but you have to be walking my shoes to understand where I'm coming from. You, you can't walk in somebody's mind without being there. Some of the dudes, some of these podcasters out there smiling every day and, and, and looking like they're happy, man. You don't know what they, they're like when that mic gets turned off or that camera gets shut off. You don't know how they're feeling, man. You don't know what's going through their head. You don't know the, what bills they need to get paid that they're stressing over. I could smile in your face all day. I could have got on here, been, you know, chopping it up, being happy and go lucky, but that would have been fake. And I'm trying to, be, trying to be real and bring realism to you guys when I'm talking to you guys. When I'm talking to my audience, that's the point. It's a real thing to get burnout when you're trying to build a career for yourself. Because I'm trying to balance everything. Is it going to be worth in the end? Who knows? When people feed you that line, they, oh, it'll be worth it in the end. There's no guarantee of that. There's no guarantee it's going to be worth it in the end. You don't know what your end results are going to be. It could take years before you get the results that you want to get. Years before you even get close to being where you want to be. Or you can meet the right person. And guess what? They open the door for you and you're in there. But what does that mean? Does that mean things are going to get easier for you? Of course not. Now there's going to be expectations because somebody opened that door for you. So now you have to prove that you can walk through that door and you can be successful because they'll have something over you, which to me is wrong, but that's just the way it is. When people say self-made, man, people don't understand the, the, the pressure that comes with being self-made. People don't understand the late nights. It's like with podcasters, man, some of these podcasters stay up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning editing video. Man, it takes me, as soon as I get done here, it takes me a good two hours a good two hours, two and a half hours to edit, to cut out things I need to cut out, create a thumbnail, make sure the sound quality is good, try to add sound to it, try to take away sound, try to you know adjust levels. There's a lot of work that goes into podcasting. Anybody can pick up a phone. Yes, I understand that anybody can talk on a mic. But there's a lot of work that goes on afterwards. I don't do stuff through these apps like Anchor Anchor, all you got to do is talk and they take care of the rest for you. I don't do that. I don't, I don't want that. I want to be able to say I put the, the time in and the grind in and do what I need to do. So that's my price of admission is me kind of wearing myself thin a little bit. But I, I'll bounce back. I always do. I, I always do. But my price of admission is that. It's me having to deal with the fact that I'm going to be stressed out sometimes that I'm going to be down in, in the dump sometimes. But I have to balance that with still taking care of the things I need to take care of. Just because I'm down doesn't mean I'm not going to take my behind to work. Doesn't mean I'm still not going to pay my bills. I'm not going to help my kids when the homework, when it's time to do that stuff. You still have to, you, I have people that care about me. <laughs> so I have to keep moving. And sometimes it's, you have better days and sometimes you don't have better days. It all depends. So at the end of the day, it, it's, it's what, what are you, what's worth for you to, to, to price to pay to get where you need to be. I mean, even in this profession and podcasting game, there's a couple of people that I can shout out because there's some real ones, man. And the first one is uh, Dewan from Roman Logic Podcast. I mean, not only him giving me professional 
advice when it comes to the podcasting game and everything else. But I mean, I can go to him and talk to him about something and he can, you know, give me some personal advice on a personal level, just not business related. And he can charge to it for it too. Cause he's a, you know, certified life coach and he's giving that information away to me at no charge. And for that, I got mad love for him because he doesn't have to do that. And I respect him a lot for that because it, when you're, he, you can see when people are in a, in a certain space and you can set, you know, you can set things things aside. And he he literally could literally charge for it. But he's a good dude, man. He's he keeps it 100. And he he'll he'll give you advice if you need it. You know what I mean? Uh, on that on that personal level as well, professional level if you need it. So shout out to him um, and continued success uh, to Grown Man Logic Podcast and the crew over there. And another cat I like to shout out is Big Smash from Bet the House Podcast. Man, this is one of the realest dudes I know. <laughs> if you get a chance, go check out his podcast. He's, I did an interview with him a couple of weeks ago. The guy, you know, he, he tells you like it is. He tells you like it is. He's, he's the same way on and off camera. Uh, and I give him credit for, for what he does. And he's one of these type of dudes that, I, that you know, if you need something, he, he's willing to talk to you and, and look out for you as well. Um, so shout out to him. But in this business, man, people are going to step, try to step over you. You know, somebody might have 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, 15,000 followers. You'll have some people only getting 10 downloads a week. You'll have some people getting 1,000 downloads a week. That doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Can you hold your, your audience? Can you hold your audience? You can buy likes. You know this. I said this in a previous podcast. You can buy likes. You can buy downloads. But the question is, can you hold your audience? Can you build that core audience? that's going to be with you through your ups and downs. My goal is 52 podcasts next year. Is that a reality? No. I don't kid myself. That's not a reality for me. <laughs> There's too many variables that go on within a year to get you to 52 podcasts. Even though I know some casts are recording, you know, 200 podcasts in a year, which is crazy to me, but people do it. I know some people that record podcasts every single day. It ain't me. 52 is the goal, but, you know, 40 is more realistic because I'm going to take time off. I'm going to take that mental break. I'm going to take that time off for vacation. I'm going to take that time off to spend time with my family. But my my prices has always been mental. It's always been fatigue. It's always been depression because I know what I want to do and I know where I want to be, but there's a price to pay for that. And sometimes it's mental. It's your mental health. Sometimes you have to step back. And sometimes I don't, I don't let myself do that I, because I'm like, if I don't do this, nobody else is going to do this. If I don't push forward, it's never going to get where it needs to be. But at the same time, I think I do myself a disservice by not taking these breaks like I should. And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat and be like, oh yeah, we was on vacation. Nah, man, I just need to step back away from over here and, and just reflect and, and figure out what my goal is, what my game plan is coming up for next year. Next year is around the corner. We're ready in November. Thanksgiving's next week. And then Christmas is the New Year's is right around the corner from there. We New Year. And what I love about the holiday season is, to me, when the New Year hits, it's a chance for everybody to start over again. At the end of the year, I'll have a podcast on, you know, a year in review um, about how I use the, the year's when it'll be some of the clips from, from every interview that I've had this year. You know, it'll be, it's going to be something. It's going to be a while to edit. It's going to take a little bit of time, but 
from where I started to where I'm now, I'm proud of myself. I am because I didn't think I was going to stick to this. I didn't. I've had ventures where I've had businesses and I've done, and I just haven't stuck to it because life gets in the way, but this is something that I can, I can hold on to and say, Hey, I'm very passionate about this besides, you know, doing what I do in my regular job, which is uh, business, but I'm very passionate about this because I love talking to people. I love hearing people's story. I love telling people's story. I love people letting be being able to tell their own story in their own voice. And I love being able to promote that because there's so many people out here that have stories to tell. Not, not every person is the same. You'll hear a different story from a different person every single time I interview. It's never the same. Not everybody walks the same life. Not everybody takes the same steps. Some people move backwards and never to move forward. Some people move forward and end up going backwards to move forward again. I've done that. I've moved forward, had to move backwards to move forward again. It's not difficult. It's a difficult thing. It's not easy, but you have to be, you have to be strong. You, you have to be willing to pay that price of admission. And I've always been raised. And, and that's the one thing I give. I, I give my mom a lot of credit. You know, my mom has always been very strong and she's been very strong-willed her whole life. And she raised us to be strong-willed and very blunt in our assessment of things. If we don't like something for us to speak up and, and, and not be not be weak about it, not let people step all over you. My mom instilled that in us after my dad died. You know, my dad passed and, you know, she had to step her game up. You know, she, she instilled a lot of things in us, you know, so I give her a lot of credit for that. My will to succeed and do the things I do, it has a large part to do with the, the values that my mom gave me. But at the same token, she ain't here to hold my hand and do this stuff. I have to do it on my own. No one's going to walk me through that door. I have to walk myself through that door or kick in the window. I'm going to find a way, I promise you, I'm going to find a way to get where I need to be. And if it has to be strictly on my own, then it'll be strictly on my own. If, it, if it's with a team of people that I respect and we can create something wonderful, we can do something that's going to change things, I'm all for it. But don't kid yourself. At the end of the day, nobody's going to care more about you than you flat out. You can disagree with me all you want to. Men, men in general, have more pressure on them in society than anybody else. Period. We have obligations. We've always had obligations. Now, does every man stick to those obligations like they're supposed to? Of course not. But for the men who do, yeah, that pressure mounts every day. That pressure mounts every day. And it ain't your family putting that stress on you. It's yourself. 99, I would say 95, because my kids drive me nuts sometimes. 95% of my stress is my own doing. Because I'm worried so much about what I'm going to do next. Where am I at? And sometimes I don't sit back and think about all the good things that I have. Because you always, it's not about wanting more. 
And, and this is what I try to tell people. It's not about wanting more. I'm not worried about material stuff. I'm not worried about getting a bigger house. And it's not about that. For me, is wanting to be better. That's the key. Be better than I was yesterday. For me, that's always been the key. Be better than I was the day before. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. Sometimes stress gets the better of you, man. And it beats you down to a point where you just, you have to pick yourself back up. You have to find something to hold on to, to get you to that next phase where you can get out of that haze that you're in to move forward. I did a podcast uh, a month or two ago about uh, mental health and, and I'm gonna stick to it. It's very important, but I didn't put, I didn't know then what I know now about what it's costing me to try to get where I am now. Hence the price of admission. To find my success, to find where I need to be and where I need to go, there's a cost to that. And we all have to find it. We all have to pay it. One way or another, we have to pay that cost. So at the end of the day, you have to figure out what is your cost of admission? What are you willing to do to get where you need to be. Think about it. And if you guys want to comment, you guys can comment. Uh, this will be up on all, you know, all my all my socials. Just let me know. Let me know how you feel. What is your price that you're willing to pay for it? I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we will see you folks next week. Take it easy.